one, two, three, four, five, six, seven days into 2024. It's getting real, super real. We hope you're getting things started off right. Discover a life-giving local church where you will find the community and support that you've been looking for. Yes, here at Echo, we hope you'll find your place, your people, and your purpose, experiencing a true sense of belonging while building friendships and finding support. We believe this is what we're all seeking, and we can't wait to share it with you. Yes. Join us for our services at Mayo High School on Sundays at 9.15 or 10.45. We're eager to meet you and extend a warm welcome to the Echo Church fam. Absolutely. Your contributions fuel the flames of God's incredible work among us. As it says in 2 Corinthians 9-7, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. He does. And for those who wish to partner with us financially to impact Rochester, you have two convenient giving options today. First, visit our website where you can set up automatic recurring donations, allowing us to plan boldly and confidently for the future. Second, you can easily send your contribution via Venmo to We Are The Echo Church. We appreciate your kind and thoughtful investments. Enjoy Echo Online Service. Yeah. 
this moment, in the chaos of this season, and even this week in God, we just give you thanks. We thank you for being the Father you are to us, Jesus. We thank you for providing for us always. And we just pray over every single person in this room that they sense your peace, they sense your love, they sense the joy that you provide. And we just give you all of our honor and all of our praise in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. We are the Cass family. My name is Christy and this is Andy. And these are our girls who are not going to public speak. But we just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas on behalf of Echo Church and say thank you so much for visiting us today. Girls, do you think we can say Merry Christmas? Yes, on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Awesome. At this time, thank you. You guys can greet someone next to you, give a hug, a high five, and then you can have a seat. You know how we celebrate Christmas because it's Jesus' birthday? Yeah. Yeah. Could you tell me a little bit about that, like the story of Christmas? There is no story. There is no story? Nope. Oh. What no do... story of Christmas. Oh. Well... It was Jesus' birthday, but we aren't sure because... <laughs> It happened a long time ago, and people start to forget. Yeah, but we're sure he was born. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, just not, we decided December 25th was a good time to do it. Yeah. Where did he send Jesus to? Send Jesus to me. To you? Yeah. Oh, that's great. And he measured me. He measured you? Yeah. Oh, how big are you? Um, five. You're five? Yeah. Do you read the story of Jesus, too? You do? Well, tell me, what do you know about the story of Jesus? I already read that Mary was scared. Yeah, she was, they were like, hey, Mary, you're about to have the Son of God. And she was like, what? Do you remember what made her feel better? The angel telling her that it was okay. Yeah, the angel told her it was okay. And she told her something about the baby she was having. Do you remember what the angel told her? That's going to bless them. The baby's going to bless them. When it grows up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was Joseph freaking out about Mary having a baby? Was he really scared? Yeah. He was, yeah. yeah. He was like, what do I do? And He's like, he didn't want to marry her. Yeah, yeah. And so the angel came and said, hey, Joseph, chill out, man. This is really <laughs> cool. <laughs> and you need to be a good husband right now, right? It's basically what he said. Uh, I think <laughs> you so. You think so? I'm talking about when, when Santa baby hurried down the chimney. Santa hurried down the chimney? Yeah. Santa baby. Santa baby? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so where was Jesus born? In Bethlehem. In Bethlehem? Okay. He'd been born in a manger. In a manger? Yep. Like not a hospital? Nope. She went with him. Who? Luke. She went with Luke? Oh, where'd they go? They wanted a hotel, so they got so, so they got something to live in. What's a manger like? Um, it's like this um, little, like little straight tube. Okay. With hay in it. A straight tube with hay in it. Um, to a stable because there was no inn. There was no room at the inn. That's right. Do you think it was clean or dirty in there? Dirty. Dirty. Why was it dirty? You think? Because the animals pooped in there. <laughs> Bunch of animal poop in there. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Who else was there, you think, in the manger? Um, Moses and Mary. 
Moses and Mary? Yeah. Oh, that's great. What was Mary doing there? Oh, she was just looking at the baby. Do you know angels we have heard? Nope. No. I don't. Do you know? I don't know any of those songs. You don't know any of those songs? Nope. Oh, do you know the story of Christmas? No. Can you tell me about it? They eat sticks? Yeah. Who ate sticks? Have you ever eaten sticks before? No. Oh, okay. Sticks are not good. They're not? No. Oh. Who comes to visit? Um, an angel, some shepherds. Nice. Why do you think they came to visit Jesus? Because they wanted to see him. Anybody else come to visit him, you think? Um, what about three of something? Three wise men? Yes, they came to visit him too. You're right. If you were alive back then, you think you would have gone to visit baby Jesus? I'd run. <laughs> you would run? Yeah. Now why would three wise men and some shepherds come visit a baby that was born in a stable? Because they knew he was the Messiah because an angel told them and the wise men followed a star. The three wise men mm -hmm. gave him three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Really? Really expensive. Really, really expensive? Yeah, like really expensive. So I'm maybe that. Like a hundred or a thousand dollars, I think, or something. A hundred or a thousand dollars? Yeah. That is expensive. I suppose that's probably why we get presents now for Christmas, huh? Because of the three wise men, you think? I think so. You think so? I think, I mean, makes sense to me. Yeah. How many love our children? Yeah. Isn't that great? This week, uh, for the last week, I've been waking up early in the morning as I do, and, and uh, about every day this week, I would walk out of my room trying to sneak downstairs to get just a moment of alone time, but every morning I was interrupted with my youngest daughter, Keza, sleeping are saying she wasn't sleeping in the hallway, saying, Daddy, I can't sleep. Kez has been to me like a sunrise every morning this week. It's been this beautiful gift of reminder and a reminder of, of God's goodness. And uh, I have a poem to, to, to read for you. And uh, before I do that, you know that uh, in the Cass family, there's a little bit of a debate about the appreciation of the sunrise, and, and for one of us, we enjoy, I enjoy, um, I enjoy seeing the sunrise in its full glory, and the other said, unsaid person appreciates the sunrise behind the shades. Anybody out there like that? I have a poem, I have a poem. I'm a very poetic person, let me read it to you. Uh, <clears throat> Morning's promise, the sky awakes with golden hue, as dawn breaks, the day feels new. Rising sun and steadfast guide paints the heavens far and wide, consistent in its daily rise, a comforting sight before our eyes, a promise kept without delay, bringing warmth at break of day, with each sunrise a chance to start, a familiar rhythm, a beating heart, nature's clock forever wise, morning gifts in endless prize, in radiant beams hopes reside, in sun sunrise, consistency implied. The world awakes with open eyes to greet the day 
a sweet surprise. Chat GPT. <laughs> Not joking. Not joking. Not joking. You guys want to hear a joke, by the way? You want to hear a joke? Yes. I got a bad dad joke. It is, it's Christmas Eve. Come on, someone. Like, slightly embarrassed by these, but my wife and my wife asked me recently if I like the sunrise or sunset better, and I replied, I actually think they both have their ups and downs. <laughs> one another? One, one more, one more. <clears throat> I never got why people love the sunrise so much, then it dawned on me. I'm here all day, baby, all night. Oh, man, how lame. Hey, let's get to the text. I'm a little slightly embarrassed by the horrific nature of those jokes. Uh, if you have your Bibles, open up to Luke chapter 1, verse 76 uh, and through 79. For those that don't have their Bibles or can't turn their Bibles on, uh, you'll see it here behind me. The story, uh, or, or what we're going to read, is, is Zechariah, who is a priest, who has been promised a child to be born at his old age. And when that child is born, he ends up poetically and prophetically writing something down, which, by the way, I think is a song. And it says something like this. It says, and you, my child, Zechariah is speaking about his son, John. You, my child, John, will be called prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him who is Jesus to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in, sh in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. This is who Jesus is. This is what the promise of the Christ child was going to be for us. This is what he lived and who he became. When I read this portion of scripture in Luke 1, it, it, it evoked the memory for me of the book of Lamentations and a scripture smack dab in the center of a book of mourning. The nation is on decline. In fact, it's probably not on decline. It is at rock bottom. And this portion of scripture is absolutely, absolutely depressing around it. But there is a ray of hope in the midst of it. And in Lamentations 3, verse 21, it says this. But this I call to mind. And therefore I hope. The steadfast love Another version says this, God's loving kindness. The, the loving kindness of the Lord will never cease. His mercies never come to an end, and they're new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul that seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. God's mercies are new every morning. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Jesus is that sunrise that keeps showing up daily. 
That's what we're celebrating today. Jesus is that gift. He's that beautiful face of a newborn, a rising son, the son of God placed in a manger, prayed over by Mary and Joseph, sung over by the angels, visited by the shepherds, and sought out by the magi and the kings from different lands, and also threatened by Herod, and surrounded by hay and horses. A humble beginning, yet a beautiful start. Because Jesus Christ is that rising sun that changed the world. Like I read, the steadfast love of God never ceases. His mercies new come or never come to and never come to an end, and they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Hear me out. Christmas is marked on the calendar as a single day, yet Christ's child represents the beautiful cry of a sunset every morning. My question is this, is do you see it? Do you hear it? Hope is rising. And his name is Jesus. As Zechariah wrote, the rising sun will come from us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, and he will be the guide to our feet in the path of peace. This is who Jesus is, and this is what Christmas is all about. This is what we should anticipate. This is what we should expect. But for some of us in the room, we know our children And we know what they're expecting tomorrow morning. They are full of anticipation and expectation. Some of them will not sleep tonight because they're anticipating the brand new Barbie dream home. Come on, somebody. I mean, they are just beyond excited. In fact, they're not, they're not only going to wake you, they are going to shake you tomorrow. So you get out of your bed, you put on your robe, and you go down there and allow them to begin to unwrap their presents. For those that budget, maybe budgetary concerns and, and maybe your house isn't as big as the mansion itself, the dream home, maybe you, buy, you might buy uh, the, the, the hot commodity called the fingerling, an odd toy that your children wants and is creepy and looks like an alien. <laughs> Merry Christmas. But then others of us, we sought out long and hard to find the present of the year for our children. The intelligent Furby, somebody. Just like Isaiah and Lizzie did last night for this child, me. Let me just read a little bit to you, a little bit. Your voice unlocks the ultimate Furby friendship. Who doesn't want the Furby? How about this one? Parents, hey, parents, scan this to meet your Furby. Anybody else creeped out? It's your opportunity. Any kids out here want a Furby? Intelligent Furby? Okay, I see that adult hand right here. (laughs) Our kids may not be asking for the dream home or the fingerling or the the Furby, but for some of us, we have older kids, and they're going to ask for those AirPods or they're going to ask for that new outfit or a brand new car. Any parents buying a brand new car for your kids out there? Surprise your children. 
And if you're anything like me growing up, I anticipated a good Christmas gift for my grandmother, but every year she buy me, bought me bikini underwear. <laughs> Strange. Yes, my family is stranger than you thought. And yes, I need counseling since then. I bring this up every year. The Lord is working forgiveness in my heart. My point is this, is your children's expectation and anticipation is a fragment of the eternal reality that we get to live within Jesus. See, the sun rose today And it rose yesterday, and it's going to rise again tomorrow because our God is faithful. And that's who Jesus is. The steadfast love of our God never ceases. His mercies never come to an end, and they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Today, I wanted to give you a little handle to hold on to for, for, for this Christmas holiday and who Jesus is. And, and in order for me to do that, I, I want to tell you three things that really encapsulate the heart of God. The way I'd like to say is the three-part heart. Say that five, uh, f- uh, fast five times. The three-part heart. The Christ child clearly shows us the heart of God. The first element of that heart is faithfulness. If you agree with me today, will you shout amen? God is faithful. That's who he is. I'm telling you this on a very basic level. The sun has risen for over 44 years straight. Every day of my life, I've never woke up and the sun didn't rise. Anybody else say amen to that? Let us see God's faithfulness in the simple things that we observe. I mean, My God, let us be faithful that we're breathing today. Come on, someone say amen. Amen. In more of a sentimental moment, look at the person next to you and just realize that God is faithful. That's one part of the heart of God. The second is God's loving kindness. Would you say amen if you know God is kind? He is good. Malachi 4.2 says this, but you, for you who revere my name, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its rays and you will go out and frolic like a well-fed calf. (laughs) Any calves in the house today? That's how I'm going to be dancing later. I'm going to be so full and so gloriously uncomfortable that I'm going to frolic like a calf into a field. Any farmers say amen out there? Peter Grieg says this, God's love is not a distant theory. It's a living reality that meets us in our messiness. God's loving kindness in this season is reminded of the Christ child being born in a mess. In a mess. And the hope is this, is we get to meet Jesus there. Jesus meets us in our mess. Wherever you are, whatever you've done, however you've failed, however you may have sinned, Jesus says, I am coming for you. I will meet you in your mess. That's loving kindness. And lastly, the 
three-part heart is compassion. Best illustrated with the unborn baby, Jesus, in the womb. And as a man, I don't understand this, but if you're a woman and you've had a child, you understand this interconnectedness and this beauty that could potentially be explained as a compassion experience within your physical body. God is compassionate. I'd like to read you, just read and tell you a little bit of a story. In the chilling era, era of the Nazi of Nazi Germany and its pervasive propaganda, a nationwide sponsored competition sought to showcase an ideal representation of a German Aryan baby. And on January 24, 1935, exactly that happened. On the front page, there was a photograph of a competition winner that was published on a magazine and it featured a beautiful six-month-old baby named Hesse. Do you see it? You see in her eyes God's faithfulness. You see God's kindness. You see his goodness. I see, I see it. When I see a baby, I see their eyes. I, I know exactly what God has created. And it's a beautiful gift. The story continues. And here's the irony. The photographer, Hans Ballen, later admitted that he deliberately entered Hesse's photograph into the contest. And he explained, I wanted to allow myself the pleasure of this jest as you see, I was right. Among all the babies, the hundreds of photos, they unknowingly picked a Jewish baby named Hesse. Hesse stood as a shining light in the darkest of times. That's who Hesse is, and that's who Jesus is in our world. That in the darkest moments, in the bleakest scenarios, Jesus showed up and he shows up in our mess and he turns the world upside down. See, that which was hated, that which was rejected and despised, despised became a beacon of hope. That's who Jesus is. He was born in a manger, had a humble beginning, was a beautiful display of God's heart and his plan for you, for me, for us. Let's pray, Jesus. Here we are. Here we are. In the midst of the hustle and bustle and all the holiday activities in a sense that you're reminding us today that there is simply more more to our plans more to our than our activities and today you want to interrupt our life and meet us in our mess 
And so today we say thank you. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your kindness. And we thank you for your compassion. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, every week we pray a prayer. It's a reminder of God's heart, like we'd mentioned. So Echo Church, would you stand up? Would you join us as those who may be in the room who've never prayed a prayer like this in the past? Let me tell you that this is a moment where God is reaching out to you. He's seeking you. He's seeking your heart, and he wants to welcome you home. Will you join us in this prayer of surrender? Echo, let's pray. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, and I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me, forgive me, and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. Amen. As you walked in, you were given a communion cup. And this communion cup actually has a paper-like wafer on top and grape juice on the bottom. I love celebrating communion as we celebrate the birth of our King. He may have come into the world humbly and he may have left the world humbly, but he is our King. Let us remember that Jesus' body was broken. It was broken for your salvation. It was broken for your healing. And his blood was for the payment of your sins. To to whitewash you as white as snow. Jesus, today we remember you. Not only as the Christ child, but we remember you as our king who willingly put yourself on the cross our salvation through our healing and our forgiveness so that we might have a relationship with you. So we say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may partake. Children, you may turn on your candles.
Jesus.